Oh my god! Yeah, and he's flying through space. Oh and appa- yeah! Apparently, because of like they did a quick, te- they did like a quick superhero like power chart level and stuff with the Kool Aid Man. Oh god! He's up there in power level with Thanos. Oh my god! <laughs> well, yeah, well, he yeah, goes he crashing through, through your fucking wall. Go, oh yeah! Well, then again, oh, yeah. then again, Hulk does that too, and he goes Hulk smash. Yeah. Oh yeah! But but Hulk also jumps fucking. What? Thousands of feet in the air. Flying through space, getting space debris up in his head, and then pouring out his fucking blood for children to drink. Crazy fucker. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Matt Olson. JB and Danny Oakstad. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode number 101 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. Wait, Wait what? Yeah, it's 101, bro. 101. Damn it, I missed the 100th episode. Yeah. yeah. Motherfucker. We told you two Damn. weeks ago. Damn it. If you would have listened. Yeah, and because of that, I was like, we'll probably figure out something to do for episode 104 because you're interested in doing something for that, and it's like 100 kind of gone now, but 104 is the official two-year. Oh, well, there you go. So I'm your, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Matt. <laughs> this, the sad boggle over there, that's JB. Salty. Yeah. Very salty. He's sad. He missed that, man. Starting to shrivel. Are you telling me that you didn't enjoy your trip? I mean, you brought beer back, so that's pretty good. Yeah, dope. I did. I did bring beer back. I saw it on a billboard and I was like, I need to find this. True story. So Michigan doesn't have like liquor stores. What? Yeah. They don't have like a dedicated liquor store. All right. Like what we have. They they just just sell sell them in like supermarkets, Walmart, gas stations. Oh, yeah. Like straight up. They they don't don't have have like, yeah, they don't have like a legit like, hey, this is a liquor store. Like they don't have that. That's where you have to find the on and off sales. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They sell like fucking everywhere. Oh yeah, instead of having like a liquor store and a bar, like it's just straight up like, hey, everywhere you go, hey, buy booze. So you walk, yeah, okay. in, walk into Casey's and you can get yourself a. Well, they don't have Casey's, but yeah, they don't have Casey's. No, it's in the Ca- Midwest. That's too far. Is that because they have? They have Midwest. They have Christ. The fuck's a Christ? It's a gas station. Casey's, I believe, is literally just North Dakota, Minnesota, and maybe South Dakota. It's in Iowa. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, then uh, Michigan's too far east. Yeah, I don't even know if they're in Wisconsin. Honestly, like we drove through Wisconsin, and I didn't see a Casey's there either. But they had those. They had Christ. I'm gonna be going to Wisconsin in a couple weeks. I'll keep an eye out when I go that way. There you go. My mom's going there tomorrow. Oh yeah, what's she going there for? Well, actually, they're going to Ohio. Oh, cousin's wedding. Oh, here I thought it was gonna be uh, some bowling for soup shenanigans. No, (laughs) they got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Drew Carey's there. No. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to see Drew Carey. No. He's in Hollywood. He's from Ohio. Yeah, but he's Ohio. in Hollywood. Why would he be in Ohio? Come back to Texas. LeBron's from Ohio. No one cares about LeBron. Same since you went I mean, away. you're not wrong. Bet you missed your exit. How about you uh, stop Drove deviating? Oh, so that, that voice of anger that you hear, that's Danny. <laughs> Finally. Hi, guys. Hi, Danny. Welcome to the podcast. 15 hours later. <laughs> We'll, we'll get there. 
we'll get there. Eventually. We're glad you guys decided to join us. This one's probably going to be a little crazier episode than usual. We started an hour late because my Dan- wife da- Danny's got misses. sick. Yeah. Has uh, some hearing problems now. No. What? Yep. Sounds just like that, right? She doesn't. Too, I do. Too soon? <laughs> <laughs> she has a problem of not speaking loud enough for me to hear her. What? Even after I'm looking at her. What? Has she smacked you across the head a couple times and ruptured your own <clears throat> eardrum? That's why it's a little hard of hearing. She's like, no. Danny. No, she literally whispers. <laughs> my this daughter, my daughter does the same violence. thing. Oh, maybe we got to get her on here for some uh, MTG ASMR. Is that where you get your not, ASMR from then? Not Ooh, that, yeah. Oh. Not, that AS, not that kind of whisper. She they, literally just does oh, not yeah. talk. They come home. Danny comes home from work, and it's just it's just <gasps> no, straight up initially. It's like, just, that, it's like that chick off of Pitch Perfect. Oh, shit. <laughs> I hate my twin in the womb. <laughs> Danny's hurt. Puke angel. <laughs> Uh, let's start off this episode by thanking oh, our amazing patrons. <laughs> thank you guys for supporting our content. You guys are crazy. So big thank yous to Big, big G, G Wade ninety seven, Chapman, D Moose, Amu the Fox. And I'm sorry I didn't meet you last on Saturday, Amu. Blame Matt. Uh then we have uh Colin, Noah, Slate, Third String Chapman, Garrett, and Nikki. Thank you. That was amazing. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for supporting us. Now, if us. only Raid Shadow Legends would would sponsor us, that'd be great. Wade, where's my re- where's my my notes? Yeah. yeah. What the hell? Where are you, Wade? Come on, Wade. Help us out here. You're supposed to drop be, the ball. You're supposed to be promoting this right now. But if you guys want to be uh, crazy and support us too, we have a Patreon with two tiers. $3 tier gets you put into a monthly drawing for some booster packs. $10 yeah, tier gets you put in for a drawing for MTG uh, Commander card. It's MTG, of course. Yeah, we're, no, we're, we're giving away a Pokemon card. No, we're giving Yu-Gi-Oh away. Le- no, get no. it right. Ooh, we're giving away all the Larry Bird cards, so we can say that we're giving our patrons the bird. How about Digimon? <laughs> I mean, Digimon's getting popular, I hear. Again? Yeah. It's been, what, 20 years since it was popular? I'm pretty sure. I know. I know. I still got like a couple sheets of cards from back in the day. I don't think I, I, think I ever had Digimon. I think I, I, I had, did a little. I had bit. very. F- I had a few Pokemon that I got like secondhand. But who, who else here had the Digimon Transformer toys then? Do you remember those? Wait, they made Transformer toys. Yeah, Digimon Transformers. What? Like it, it started off in its first evolution, and then yeah. you can like turn it around and oh, stuff. No, I didn't have that. And it turns into what? the second evolution. That's fucking cool, dude. I had so much of those. What? Like that, that I, was, I remember seeing them. I never had them. It was I, I'd be saving my money for those, and I'd be saving my money for Beyblades. Dude, Beyblades, fuck yeah, dude. Right? I had a little suitcase that was all now organized. They, now they explode. I know it's stupid, and there's and I don't know. Maybe I'm just larger now, but. When I was a kid, I thought they were a lot larger than they right? are. They, they look so small now. And now they're like... Oh, yeah. So uh, anyway, let's uh, take a left turn here and back on track. Ooh, good job, Danny. Let's thank our other sponsor, J-Dubs, yes. Sports Cards and Gaming. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. You too can go support J-Dubs for supporting us by checking them out, buying some cards there. They have all your magic supplies, playmats, dice, cards. They have events going on. They're getting ready for the Innistrad Midnight Hunt, so you can go online, sign up for their pre-release. They got that going on. They have leagues Saturday and Sunday. It's getting towards the end, so you can start watching like the big boys duking it out and and stuff like that. Commander League is on Thursdays, and 
Yeah, thank you, J-Dubs. You got Danny showing us a, a meme here. Is that like a fat Harry Potter meme? Yes. Yeah. Why say? are they all fat? They're all fat. <laughs> so so it's the candy trolley. Yeah. Anything with... off the trolley. Oh, shit. It's you again. It's Harry. We'll take a lot. Well, we'll take the lot. And then it's a fat Ron laughing. Oh, that's supposed to be Harry in the middle? Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> I didn't know who that was. I was like, what the fuck? It's fat Harry, fat Ron. Oh, oh my God. If you're fucking stacked like oh. Harry Potter, of course you're going to be buying all the chocolate frogs. Right? Shit, you are a chocolate frog. Make it rain, Gringotts, bitch. Woo. Uh, no, that's not what their currency is, sir. That's just what the bank is called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's gold. You done fucked up. No, it's not gold. Yeah. No. It, well, it's not called gold. It's... They have different names. Yeah. But anyways... Let's give this, you a... this week in Hogwarts money. Right. <laughs> this week in currency. This week in Pottercast. Ooh. Oh my God! I think someone already has Potter that. So let's get going before we get Potter Cash. Ooh. I'm in on this. Did you guys ever play the board game Diagon Alley back in the day? No. Like there was. A... I didn't know that was a thing. It was. So Olsen family had a game night like every other week and stuff. So we used to do like seen it Pictionary. Speak, speaking of the family, the third person. Fucking Pictionary. <laughs> Didn't you love? Did you get family do Pictionary? Yeah, dude, we had family game nights too. Dope. Okay, so yeah, we'd we, have we, like five hour freaking Monopoly battles. Oh, we never did Monopoly. My dad, who he's not a very uh, he's he's not very good at losing. I swear, my stuff. dad cheated. He always had to be the banker, and somehow he <laughs> always fucking won. That's what happens with Monopoly. Fucking cheater. Played a lot of Trivia Pursuit. That one was a little more tame and stuff, but it was unfair because I was young and the Trivia Pursuit was for old questions and shit. So, <laughs> so here I kept here my sister and I we kept getting shafted because there's all these questions about shit that happened in the 70s and 80s. It's like who was the lead person in the Partridge Family? Exactly. Who the fuck is the Partridge Family? <laughs> shit like that. We had a hard time winning that. But as soon as they came out with uh, Trivia Pursuit, whatever the new age one is, it's like ha, we have a chance. Anyways. Let's give you a breakdown how this episode is going to get laid out. We're going to pass you over to the boggle desk with JB, who's going to give you some modern results. And 15 side uh, side turns. Woo! Uh, Let's put the counter up for that. After that, he's going to tell us about some events happening. Danny has a blog tog for us. And then after that, we got some WPN news for WPN premium stores. There's a Judge Academy update and some cards that have announced a reminder of the Magic Showcase happening, and then we're going to jump into some of the meteor topics of can you copyright a deck? And then the Morrow State of Design article came out today. After all that news, we're going to jump into the finance section and close off with a deck of the week, and then you all can go home and be done with this podcast. Just for just for this week. Tune in next week, please. So are we ready for this? JB, passing over to the Boggle Desk. First off, is there a salt report? No. I haven't been playing much. Yeah, the last time I played was the other week, and that was the whole wild ricochet situation, which I told last week. Mm-hmm. Still funny as fuck. Still funny as fuck. Was it, though? It was. Was it, though? It was. I it, don't think so. It made it even better because you forgot to play your Chroma's Will because you're so tilted. <laughs> oh, I was so fucking pissed. <laughs> and then, like, four turns later, oh, I had this. I could have played this. <laughs> fucking I'm surprised it took you four turns to realize you had it. It was buried at the bottom of my hand. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's how small he is. <laughs> I got small hands. 
you know how kids when they play Uno, they don't like fan out their hands. It's a whole they keep it in a deck and they yep. gotta like fin through it and stuff because they can't yep. hold it and stuff. That's JB. Yeah, and he can hardly hold on to that. I mean, you're not wrong. He ha- he can't even go to Burger King anymore. Th- whenever he comes up and he comes up to the window, if, even if he orders a Whopper, they're like, "Sorry, man." Can it, I get a junior Whopper? It's in our that's best a interest. Junior size and it's, cut in half. It's in our best interest for you, little guy, that we can't give you any Whoppers of any kind. We don't want any like clap back on you having small hands, man. And then JB drives away sad. He doesn't get his Whopper with cheese. I'm surprised he can drive with such small hands. Stilts, man. Still small hands. Hand controls, sir. Dude, you can grab a steering wheel with small hands. Have you seen all those comedy shows where kids are driving the fucking cars and their parents are chasing after them? That's still JB. <laughs> so he can drive a car. There's a reason why his parents moved to California. <laughs> they got tired of chasing him. Well, the good news is, at least out here, it's <laughs> flat, open, and vast. He can't hit anything. The one tree in the middle of nowhere, he could. Well, I'm pretty sure that oak tree will survive. And on the yeah. top side, like the car is like what smaller than a slug bug, so yeah. it's not going to do much damage to the tree. True, though a moose would totally fuck that car up. Not go right, right under. Yeah, but then they just, just like whoosh. they think you're a ticking whack. No, no, they wouldn't. They just, just lift you up and carry you home. <laughs> Uncle Kevin, put me down. I don't like this anymore. <laughs> I don't want to play this game. <laughs> JB, give some <laughs> results. You had a week off. Your job done. It's cat hair everywhere. I have cats. I had yeah, I had a you, fucking week off, so I don't want to function. <laughs> Lazy old person. You damn right. <laughs> fuck, work today sucked. Oh fuck, that was hell. So you get for taking a week off. Right? Fucking dumb. We had the twenty twenty one Hunter Burton Memorial Open. And Gary Wong won with Teamer Crash Cade. Yeah, this deck is stupid. They're throwing in a single Merktide region into here now. Oh, of course, why not? But yeah, uh, Prismari Command shown up in here as well, which is super interesting. Uh, before, the only deck that was really running it was the Emrakul Indomitable Creativity decks as a token source. But this gives you you know mana and stuff to, to make and draw you some cards and pitch things. Good Lord, it was a 13-rounder. A lot of people. Damn. Damn. To go to 11, 1, and 1. Yeah, it was aired on Twitch. Oh, dude, so they streamed it on Twitch even. Yeah, this was the seventh annual. And it was paper even? Yeah. Okay. This is notable because it's like one of the first large-scale tabletop events since COVID uh, with more than 500 players showing up to support uh, charity and spread suicide awareness. And he won 1800 bucks. Dope. Right? Nice. So the second place deck was four color Crash Cade. What's the difference here? Is it just dead? No, dead was in the other one. This one doesn't oh, is have. Is it in the other one? Yeah, this one doesn't have oh, yeah, Murktide Regent. Right. This one instead has Teferi's instead of Murktide. Ah, two Teferi Time Ravelers, and then fuck blue. Yep, blue sucks. Blue's terrible. Oh Jesus Christ! I hate when they jump around like this. Oh my God, they did. Yeah, they jump around like this. Jump around. Jump around. So I can't tell you what the rest of the but field looks you can. like. If you I can scroll only t- down, it has yeah. the top eight. No, where? Right there. Where? There's a link at the bottom oh. of the page. Well, yeah, there's a link. It doesn't. <clears throat> so fucking. It, you click, click the deck list. 
It's having to click something. It doesn't tell me. Yeah, it does. It says it right there. Third place. Yeah, I have to click on the link. It doesn't just tell me on the page, sir. Well, yeah, you click the link. Exactly. There's a difference between telling me on the page and clicking a link. Here's the thing. You should have brought your computer. What's in third place? I know. Place? I keep forgetting. <laughs> What's it's like been dead for three John months. Food. Took third place. Nothing too interesting about this, I'd say. It's your typical Asmo. Yeah, you click on them because I'm not going to. Yeah, it's your typical Asmo style deck. Oval Chase, Daredevil, and stuff. Like, I guess the only thing that's different is they're throwing Tarmogoyf in here as the potential beater in the late game. So in fourth place, we have Orzov Reanimator. This is the uh, Archon of Cruelty, Sarah's Emissary-style deck uh, with Unmarked Grave, Persist, and things like that. A single Bone Shards, four Ephemerates, two Malachur Rebirths, uh, Prismatic Endings. Fifth place was Grixis Death Shadow. It was a Lurus variant. This is kind of following what th- th- this is. Aspiring spikes list. Everett Mohan took took this down, and this has the three dress down, which we'll be covering later in this episode. But this has been a very popular card because of Everett Mohan. For those that don't know, is aspiring spike on Moto, and the other week he came across new tech as a way to play this card, and it really just swept everybody by storm. And we're going to be talking about it in the finance section little tease for you guys out there sixth place we had hammer time Alluris hammer time uh, aren't they usually all i think i think so yeah now that i'm thinking about it everything is like super cheap here so the one thing that is noticeable I th- this has a cranial plating i think that's more of like a a flex choice then right cranial plating yeah i think so it's not often you see that because now you got to have double well, I mean, you don't need double black and stuff to be reattaching it. They don't have any black lands to be reattaching. It's just one to equip. But it's a way to really soup up and get your damage through, especially with an ink moth. Mm-hmm. Seventh place was Gruel Midrange. This is Gruel, Gruel Midrange, man. Arbor. <laughs> what else is there to say? Yeah. Four Me blood big. Moon. Me it's stomp. Four, it's four blood Bolt moon. you. It doesn't even have any like land destruction. Like what? what's the three drop that they have? Uh, pillage. This, ain't, th- this isn't your typical uh, Ponza style deck. This is just Gruel good stuff. Arbor Elf, Utopia, Sprawl, Lightning Bolt, Blood Moon, Season Pyromancer, Regavan, Clothis. Like, I don't know. This just looks like a very solid deck. A sovereign sky sovereign console flagship in the sideboard. Big beats. So then eighth place was Is It Prowess? Yeah, this is standard prowess stuff. Expressive iteration doing a lot of work in this deck, but it has cards of old, cards we haven't seen in months. Four Monastery Swift Spear, four Soul Scar Mage, and four Stormwing Entities. But it also has four Dragon Rage Channelers, so that's good. But yeah, you don't typically see Monastery Swiftspear anymore. It kind of got like outclassed by the Regavans and the DRCs of of current. Okay, so that'll do it for that. And then we had a modern challenge in first place. We have a Jeskai deck. Jeskai Urza. Wurza. Uh, nothing notable really I see in here. It has a Thopter combo, Thopter Sword co- combo going on. Right now, I've heard a lot of talk of Ether Sworn Canonist. This is in the sideboard as being a super powerful card. Because uh, each player who casts a non-artifact creature spell this turn can't cast additional non-artifact creature spells. So that you're able to cast everything because this has Portable Hole, Pyrite Spellbomb, Witching Well, Sword of the Meek. So these are all artifacts and stuff. So you're able to still be casting your things. 
where a lot of the time, like if a Mer- in a Murktide deck, like they're only going to be able to cast Bobble and nothing else at that point. Second place, we had Hammer Time. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty stock. There's a Saga. Get all your shit out. Equip. Beat ass. It's the new Infect. I mean, you're not wrong. Right. So sad. Uh, third place, we had Green Tron, huh? Green Tron. Green Tron. Green Tron. With Threg Tusk in the main. Three Threg Tusk. And it's a Jengatha, Jengantha companion, which is kind of interesting. Threg Tusk. I don't know. I haven't been following like Green Tron and the necessary, like what's. Yeah, Threg Tusk. <laughs> Threg Tusk has always been a, a thing. Isn't it more of a sideboard instead of a three of in the main? It depends. It kind of like numbers of it adjust. Okay. They go up and down. They fluctuate. I know. I still appreciate seeing a Thrag Tusk here. So in fourth place, we have the stupid Emrakul. Yeah. Indomitable creativity. With, in the main board, another way, another creature to tutor out, which uh, Sarah's Emissary. People have really been talking about this. This is a new card for Modern Horizons. It's white, white, white four for a seven, seven. When it ETBs, choose a card type. You and creatures you control have protection of the chosen card type. Fifth place is stupid DRC Merktide Ragavan bullshit. Right? This seems like a card we haven't seen in a while. Two Archmages charm in the main board. Typically, they don't go up to, to three mana for something like that. I mean, Archmages charm is good. I think it's really well positioned right now. And people who are like, ah, can't play Cryptic Command. Like, Archmages charm is a very, va- a very viable swap out choice. Steals steals opposing Regavans, monkeys, hammers, steals Colossus hammers, steals folks. Aether Vials. Steals Aether Vials. All very relevant right now. Sixth Walk. place is another Crash Cade bullcrap deck. Pretty stock. Yep. Oh, a Seagate Restoration, actually. That seems like newish tech then, right? Sure. blue. Seventh place, we got good old Boros Burn, because why not? The white is for Luris, Boros Charm, and Lightning Helix. And the sideboard. Oh, yeah, and the sideboard. Three Signifier, Invec, Path to Exile, and two Deflecting Palms. Really going after the artifact matchups here with Smash to Smithereens in the side. And then eighth place, we have a Grixis Death Shadow. Uh, yeah, nothing too special about this. This is just a stock list. Uh, well, it's running Dress Down. Oh, I missed that up there in the top. Yep, it got us the Dress Downs. Uh, I guess we can maybe mention Dresstown here. I know we talked about it last week as a card of choice because it just shuts off everything. ETBs, because creatures lose all abilities, then you got to sack it, but it, it, it cantrips, and you're able to, in this case, you're able to cast Kroxa and not have to sacrifice it right away, and you can shut off a, uh, an opponent's Dragon Range Channeler, so it's no longer going to be a 3-3. If it's already a 3-3, and it'll be a 1-1, and you can tag it that way in any way stops lures from casting things because this thing has flash dress down is a super powerful card right now so that'll do it for our past events one thing i want to comment though real quick there was a lot of green tron is there though yeah is there really 29th place 20th place 17th place 10th place all Uh, yeah all other green tron decks here man yeah and it's like that 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 seems like something if they're if they're showing up like this and they all have like different choices of stuff like this one has Kozilek butcher of truth and two ulamogs and no thrag tusks but just wanted to, to point that out as multiple green tron showing up 
And then there was an Obosh red deck that popped up in 22nd place here. So upcoming events. Now, okay, is this like Manchester is in like across the pond Manchester? It is. Okay, that's what I I want to toss it out to Dan out there. Dan, still listening, bud. We got you. Okay, yeah. So on Sunday, September 19th of this year, 10 a.m., there's going to be a Magic 1K Modern Qualifier Tournament in Manchester. So, yes, it's over across the pond. So, yeah, anybody that listens to us over in Europe, this one's for you. Or those who want to go to Europe and play. Uh, Well, yeah, I mean, if you really want to spend all that money to go fly over to Europe to possibly win $400 and and an invite. And you can get authentic bangers and mash or fish and chips. I mean, you could, but... Or Guinness. I'm pretty sure it's going to cost you more than what you could win. I do know. Guinness, they just opened up a new facility in North America last year, I think. Or is it the year before? I saw something about it on Facebook where they're like, we're celebrating being in North America, like a whole brewing, like Guinness brewing. So, before they so were are just, they now going to become a domestic? I don't know. No, they won't. There's still going to be a... I love me some Guinness. It's only best on tap. Can't have it in a bottle. Can't have it in a can. It's not the same effect. It's, it's like A&W root beer. Oh, my God. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay in the can. Uh, yeah, it's okay you can, in the bottle, but can, it's nothing compared to the keg. Yes. Yes. Correct. Yes. Glad we're on the same page for that. Or 1919. Yeah. All right. So next event is more local. Is it? Yeah. It's a lot more local. Like where? For all you people in Fargo or the Tri-Surrounding area, there is a Tri-City Legacy Magic Tournament happening at our own J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming. Pew, 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 pew. On Saturday, October 2nd at noon. It's like deja vu. Right? So deck lists are required. Entry is $35. First place is a revised underground C. So JB, you play Legacy out of us here. Are you going to be jumping in on this one? If I can get my deck put together by then. And you got Maverick, right? Is that what no, you're No, it's... Well, it's kind of like Maverick. It's like a Maverick Knight of the Reliquary love child. Uh, I thought Maverick and Knight of the Reliquary were like they're the similar. Like I mean, it's creature toolbox yeah. dot deck essentially. And I stuff. just basically took the two and mashed them together. Gotcha, gotcha. Because it's more of like that's so what jank. I have type thing. Keep keeping the jank real. I still got that green sun for you there, bud. Yes, good. Should have told him you traded to me. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I still gotta get that. Keep forgetting about that. Just snatch <clears> it from <throat> underneath him. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't be that person. Yeah, that'll do it for all our events. I guess uh, we look forward to any B&Rs, maybe? Nope. We got none because there hasn't been anything major going on. But I don't know if I want to do the first one or not because we're kind of talking about it later. So we'll go to this one. I just want I just want to ca- point this out real quick to preface for everybody listening. Danny added this in into the notes. <laughs> I did. As fuck blue. <laughs> I did. The, 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 the dream lives on. <clears throat> Now, if only my link will actually post or pull up, but whatever. You want me to... No, I got it. Okay, okay. I got it. So, this fuck blue post blog talk comes from Chocolate Chip Marshmallow Pizza. That's an awesome name. It sounds delicious. And it very, does. And very high in diabetes. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very <laughs> a dessert, desserty pizza. Uh, anyway, if you don't... Here, here's, I guess, his statement. It's a pretty long one, and it's going to be a long reply from Mark. So he goes on to say, or they go on to say, if you don't like the direct historic cards, don't play them. 
or direct two historic cards, don't play them. Seems dismissive of the issues regarding formats. If I play Legacy, whether or not I have Force of Will deck, if I have a Force of Will deck, I need, will not, need constantly consider... I think he meant I will need to constantly consider the possibility of free counterspells because pretty much every blue deck in the format plays Force of Will as a four of. The Strixhaven Mystical Archive introduced a bunch of format warping cards to Historic, which changed the metagame regardless of the cards you play. So, again, fuck blue. <laughs> That's we, where all the problem cards come from. We got Hey Look behind <clears throat> you in the chat saying, Blue is the best color. I don't know about that. Uh, so anyways, Mark replies back. The issue you're t- talking about is a core element of a trading card game. We're going to keep, keep making cards for any one player. Odds are you dislike some of the cards because we make so many aimed at such a diverse audience. While you have control over what you play, you never have control over what an opponent plays, nor can you control the metagame. In addition, if you add in the, the desire to play the best deck, possible for a competitive standpoint you oftentimes don't have control over what you play uh there's not an easy fix for this though don't print the cards i don't like isn't a viable isn't viable because that what players dislike varies from player to player if you're playing in a social group you sometimes have a little control but outside of that there's not much you can do uh, I'm happy to hear what players don't like because it's not. If enough players dislike it, it can influence us to stop making a certain subset of cards. But beware, we have a lot of data, and often what you might think is unlikable due to what you see in the social media does not reflect the larger reality. So therefore, I say fuck blue. Th- that last part was added in by Danny. No, it was Mark. Mark, Mark didn't say that part. <laughs> yeah. blue, blue sucks. <laughs> fuck blue. <laughs> But no, it's it like I get it. Like obviously, I I just don't like control players because if if you're not a control player, you either hate the game so much you quit playing, or you become said control player, which make other people who are not control players either hate the game and quit, or become said control player. Blue fucks the meta up. You're not a control player. And you I am like not. The game. But I hardly ever play because of blue players. No, I thought it was just because we're That is busy. why I quit playing standard. One, it well, was too I mean, expensive. And two, our meta was nothing but control. But if we, uh, uh, yeah, I guess if it's going on that. Yeah. One of the biggest things when it comes to de- like decks and the homogenization of things, uh, I think it, com- it comes to the force of will argument is pretty solid where it's like, it's a four of you're essentially making a 56 card deck at that point. And there's a lot of argument of decks that are doing that also in modern of... Uh, this is just it just does everything mishra's bobble all decks with mishra's bobble is just a, a 56 card deck or, or to get you doing whatever yep and and things like that i don't necessarily think i mean when it comes to blue yeah i understand the frustration that it comes to getting countered and stuff but you cannot deny the high when you get around a counter spell and dink stomp the blue player i.e me yeah but still <laughs> It's it's the fact that obviously I don't play blue, and if I do, it's very not blue play. Yeah, you got a chromium and a sisse, and they don't have counters in. I don't I don't all. play counter. Right. Like I I play Ristic Study yeah. in my Zer deck, and I play Omniscience oh, yeah, Science in my Cisse deck. Yep. Omniscience. Sorry, I always say Omniscience. No, you get you get. It's whatever, but. It's like, hey, you're playing cards? Okay, I get the draw cards. 
or I play the top card of your card, your library. Big whoop. It's not really control. It's just like, hey, you can play cards, but I just could take a little bit extra stuff off my deck, I guess. In in an argument to that, if I did it, I would be the scum of the earth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because you because are. you also play control. Yes. No, I don't. Yes. You- I, I do play control. Not all my decks play control. One deck does not play, or two decks don't play control. No, more than that. My only control decks I got are Kenrith. That's that's heavily control. And my mill deck. Well, I guess that's like mill control combo and stuff. But Verena Zombies, not a control deck. Yes. And then I got my Mimeoplasm. But that's but an you, aggressive beat face. But there's here, here's there's a, a single counterspell here, here's, in that deck. Here's the thing, though. You play control without playing control. I mean, you do. You play every color as control as possible. He's, and he's you can't wrong. and you can't lie. You can't deny it cuz you literally <laughs> are just laughing cuz you know it's true. Well, it's every only, every it's color only... every color you play, you play to control. You're only saying this because of the wild Drake shame moment. No, you stuff. literally do. Every you color do. you play to control. What do I do in green to control? In fact, <laughs> not control. Blowing shit up. But here's the thing, though. In all your, in all your, all your, well, it's what Danny's with fracturing gust over here. Like he's gonna fracturing gust. Okay, here's the here's the thing. At board state, so is like these control mats. You are you are individually coloring shit. Yeah, and I can only do that so much, and then I'm out of cards in my hand. Yeah, well, usually you're counting all our big (laughs) shit, so we have nothing else. (laughs) That's what I gotta do, though. Deny me that. So that is the reason I hate you, fucking control. You, you, you're getting ready to cast an Avacyn that's gonna soup up for the lead into typi- an Armageddon. Yeah, the typical Danny one-two combo here. Avacyn Armageddon. Tell me I'm wrong for casting a counter spell that, on Avacyn. Let's let's this, on. let's no. make this a no. JB, JB, so let's, JB. Let's, let's, do you I, appreciate a counter spell like that? Countering an Avacyn. I don't know. I, I I like dealing with it my way. I thought that was pretty fun. <laughs> Let's whatever. <laughs> so we're gonna go, we're gonna go back. We're gonna get rid of my Avacyn because I knew you were gonna have an Armageddon and sure shit. Four turns later, there was Armageddon. I drew it. <laughs> it wasn't in my hand. Yeah, and when do you always play Armageddon? Well, I top decked it, so I have to play it. Yeah, so stupid. <laughs> so it was gonna happen. Danny has like the stupidest luck when it comes to magic. Not with like top decks, but also with those stupid booster packs that he opens up and shit. Eh. I don't know what you're talking about. Not nine out of ten times. Eight out of ten times. What always, are you talking about? You get good pulls. Not really. Yeah, get I, good I get chewed I over more often. More often than not. But as you were saying, sorry for deviating there for the Avison argument. Anyways, I was I was playing. Just so everyone knows the whole salt report from last week. I was playing cards on the table. I had no cards in my hand. Actually, my hand was on the table, face up the entire time. Just because JB was. Like after Avacyn, I don't know you have you have you you have Armageddon in your hands. Like no, I don't. Here's my hand, and I play like that the rest of the game. And then it showed up four turns later. It was good. It was good timing. But I still killed everyone with uh, what, what did I play? Yeah, Titanic Ultimatum. Oh, it's because Matt was a dick. Oh, we did play Magic on Friday. Did we? Yeah. We were we went to uh, oh, Paradox. Yeah, we went to Docs. Yep. And y- this son of a bitch <laughs> fucking comes along, and he overwhelming stampedes to give his creatures plus fifteen, plus fifteen, or no, plus. No, here's the, here's the thing. So I was playing my um Aldrami Elf Commander deck, 
Uh, mono green. Mono green. So I had Aldrami, a couple guys that El- you had Elvis Arch Druid and the Imperious Imperfect, or and one other that. one other guy. But I was also creating elf tokens. Yep, from that Imperfect. Yep. So I played Galta for two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Had, and the, and that pop. and then played. Over overwhelming stampede. No, you played oh, no. Beastmaster's Ascension first. Yep, Beastmaster's Ascension. Because I'm like, that's gonna hurt. And then you cast overwhelming stampede. I'm like, that's really gonna hurt. Yep, it's <laughs> all of his shit. Got every, plus every, twenty, plus twenty. Everything yeah. was a twenty. All my L's were twenty, like twenty two, twenty twos. Yep. Galta was a twenty something, something. Yeah, it was Galta. Galta didn't get the swing though. I, I got so lucky. I had enough power. I had six. I, life. I miscalculated that one. Six life left after miscalculated that, hit. that one. It's like, hey, man, only takes th- needs three to kill him. Nope, I needed the fourth one to kill him. Yep, I had I had four toughness on board. <laughs> God just, damn it! Just, and then he won. <laughs> I did win. I was, fucking board wiped. What deck was I playing? You're playing your zombie deck. Oh, I was. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I living end. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't have any So fucking lucky. I had Living End in my hand for a couple turns, and I was like putting deliberately putting things in my graveyard. So I had like Grimgrin in there and Cryptgast in there. Yeah. And a couple I, other I things. knew it. Like, yeah, and I so knew when Vrina died because of the trample, Vrina came back as well. I literally should have just swung all at you. <laughs> I'm gonna kill Matt and make sure he's dead. Yeah, but don't 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 belittle what you you killed three other people. We were at a table of five. I'm like no, I only killed you two kill, others. You killed Tom, you killed Riley, and you killed Zach. Zach didn't die? Zach did die. Because it's just you and oh, I yeah, at the end. Oh, yeah, never mind, yeah. He killed, no, I, he no, killed three I, people, I, and I was just left alive with six life. I thought I tried to kill... No, because uh, R- Riley didn't have anything on board. <clears throat> Tom just had a 3-3, three, three, and yeah, he, didn't have any, he didn't have any prowess spells because yeah. he tapped out. And Zach was all tapped out with his inklings and stuff that he was making with his uh, yep, yep. Strixhaven, yeah, that that or Urzov Strixhaven one, yeah. And I just had an untapped Verena. <laughs> yeah, I I should have swung one more at you. <laughs> I, that was the thing. It's like I had to do it that way to try and kill all of them. At other than that, I had to leave one person alive, basically. And that should never be mad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, I miscalculated. I for. For some reason, didn't realize his commander was... We, well, no, I'm pretty... Because when we were looking at it, it's like, I'm pretty sure you got everybody. And then it was like, towards the end of the math, I'm like, wait a second. I got four damage to do this. Yeah, we, we literally went over the math before I attacked. And it was like, yeah, I kill everybody. And I'm like, yes. And it's like, wait. Four toughness. Fuck. Yeah. So anyways, back on topic. Back on topic. Yeah, let's jump into this. Yeah, but yeah, fuck blue again. You got a, a salt fuck blue. Rep- you got a salt report in the middle of the episode here. It wasn't even really a salt report. That was just me saying fuck blue. It was it was an enjoyable game update. I still went four and zero that night. Oh, and four that night, or zero oh, and three. That was the only game I won that time. I played my morphs the first time, and we fuck got morphs. We got uh, morphs are stupid. We got uh, lab manned. That was funny. How did Mew do? Uh, so Zach kept blowing up his commander whenever that came out, and then Tom was like starting to do his uh counter er, double spell, double spell, copy spell, and stuff. But then Zach was it's not it's not the Zach that you know. It's a new Zach that I never met before. It was the first time meeting him up at Docs, but 
had a lab man out and then cast like Seagate restoration. He had a, uh, Niv, uh, an, is it guild mage out copy the spell? He already had a grip full of hands and, uh, <laughs> a grip full of hands, a grip full of cards. And <laughs> why are these kids hands falling from the sky? <laughs> but yeah. Got lab man. So let's go into the news now. Sure. Back on track. So let's start off these news quickies with a new WPN event that got announced August 5th on the WPN.Wizards.com to hopefully help uh, to hopefully help encourage stores to go premium. Yay. Be- being a WPM premium store will have some new benefits that include hosting a brand new Commander Party event and Ooh. an all-foil Commander collection and get access to one of four WPM premium exclusive items. So the party is stated to be, quote, a one-day event where players are immersed in a story. Their in-game choices affect the whole event, and their story affects in-game bonuses. Watsi will be supplying premium stores with the instructions and game pieces for this. But the gist of the game is all players choose a faction to be a part of and gain resources that can advance their faction on the game board. Each space on the board gives an in-game bonus. The next part of the premium benefits is getting, seems to be a single copy of the next Commander Collections in foil. Right now, there's no details on the contents yet, but stick with us and you know we'll have you covered. The final bit of benefit mentioned in the article is the is that premium stores will get the choice of an exclusive item from a list of a metal MTG branded booster dispenser, a set of three engraved woodland stations, a set of two custom faux leather long boxes, or a set of five custom faux leather binders with sleeves. Oh, yeah, we're in the quickies, sir. Wow, bro. <laughs> My bad. Takes a week off and forgets what the fuck he's I doing did. here. I did. Your, your oh, text okay. is the green text. Yes. I, yeah. Are you colorblind, <laughs> though? A little bit. <laughs> so, next, we got some Judge Academy updates for you from the article posted on judgeacademy.com August 10th. The website has completed some features and updates for desktop browsers, revamped event question functions, and added a digital events badge. But the main thing in this to most players is Judge Academy released the images of the September through December conference promos. Those are Morphon the Boundless and Zakama Primal Calamity. Ooh, let's see if I can pop this up in the... Check out the link to see the art yourself and read the full article. I'll take both of them, please, and thank you. They do look very good. Because I need some more dinosaurs to riff. Because I literally have only two dinosaurs in the deck. Do you really? Yep. You got Galta and... Gishath. Gishath. Even though, even though Gishath immediately dies. Yep. Those are some good looking arts right there. That Morpheon is really dope. Right? Uh, so anyway, moving along. Here's your reminder for the... That the Magic Showcase live stream will be happening in two weeks, August 24th at 8 a.m. Pacific time over on twitch.tv backslash magic. This is where Watsi will be sharing information on the upcoming sets in Magic for 2022 and some Innistrad previews. Final bit of quickie news is, can you copyright a deck? 
I thought that how's that a quickie? I thought that was gonna be your topic. Yeah. Topic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I typed it up, but what we'll, we'll talk. Fuck, man. I'll give the highlights and then we'll talk about it and stuff. What the fuck? Man. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? I hope you, I hope you're bleeping all these things out because I'm. I'm. Oh no, I don't. I don't bleep. I'm. I'm not uh, deep fried conspiracies. You should. <sighs> It'd make so it even better. No. It'd make it even better. It was just like there's guaranteed to just be a section where it just beep like every episode. I don't know if our listeners want to listen to to that for like a good minute. Well, straight. that's what it is like in Do You Find Conspiracy? <laughs> uh, well, shit, ma- magic shit. folk. Even, hit in us the up. La- even in the last one, it was pretty bad. Yeah, and that was just them talking to each other about how they met each other. Fun fact: I edited that one. You did that one. I did that one. Nice. Did all the all the beeps and stuff, but yeah. See, uh, and you don't do it for ours. Yeah, because yeah, I'm what lazy. the what the fuck? Because I'm lazy. God, God damn, damn it! it. <laughs> Jesus, drinks you owe me a pope, a pope, pope? <laughs> no, a no. pope. JB, don't give him a boat, pope. <laughs> oh, I'll give him the pope a nope. <laughs> I want the pope <laughs> at my apartment tonight. You owe me a pope. This this could be arranged. He will give you a new meaning to Catholic religion. Ooh, Catholic Ooh. religion. <laughs> Oh damn! <laughs> Catholic. Oh no! 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 We're getting no. there, guys. We're getting there. We're making jokes on the no. fly. Oh god! On good, your fly. Good news is a pope doesn't have a fly. You just gotta like get under the dress or whatever. <laughs> and Danny's just it's a robe. Here. Danny's so. just sitting here like <laughs> Catholic. Is that where all the kids hang out? Yeah, it's their whole. Uh, it's their whole. I hear they tent. have gummy bears. He's got a little playground under there. Are you there. sure they're not jawbreakers? Yeah. He's got a jungle gym. <laughs> <This way. laughs> anyway. There was Ray's eyes, eyebrows on that joke there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come climb my monkey bars. Catholic Church, come at us. <laughs> There's a reason why I left that. That place. Where's my paper ball? Shut up now. So can you copyright a deck? Yes. No. A- according to Corey Dr. O. Dr. Ow? Dr. Ow? Dr. Ro or Doc Ro. Doc Ro. From an article that they wrote on pluralist.net on August 14th, you can. Corey talks about the physics professor Robert Hovden and his copyrighted Angels and Demons deck. To start things off, this isn't meant as a malicious attempt to monetize on a certain deck, but he does give a tongue-in-cheek response of that he may. Uh, Professor Hovden is a person who has a history of highlighting some, quote, internal contradictions and bizarre results of copyrights applications. One of his other copyright highlights is for a, quote, reproducing M.C. Escher etching at nanoscale on silver discs. So back to the magic part of this, because I have no idea what that shit is. Do you guys know what that is? Nope. Danny? Oh, there's a thing called Google. M.C. Escher. You Google that and I'll keep reading. So the deck in question is a vintage era deck that isn't competitively viable at all, but this has sparked conversation about players actually copywriting competitive decks or just any decks or as well third-party tournament organizers that host deck lists online. The full article will be posted below. It's a very good read. I, I, it was very interesting to read about it. One of the things that was talked about is when it comes to copyright law, the best way to think about it is uh, copyright rewards creativity and not 
efforts. So it was talking about the uh, an, an analogy here of if you labor for five years to create a faithful catalog of all the houses in a city or all the books in a library with a goal of creating as faithful, logical, and linear resource as possible, copyright holds no protections for you. On the other hand, if you dash off a haiku in five seconds, copyright will reward you with exclusive rights to reproduce, display, adapt your work for your entire lifetime and 70 years beyond. Uh, so MC Escher was an artist. Oh. He's the Dutch uh, graphic artist uh, who made mathematically inspired woodcuts, lithograms, and mesotites. Good on you, MC Escher. So, so. like this one. Oh shit! That 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 shit. Okay, yeah, yeah it's the uh, the par- it's the, the paradox the, art kind of yeah. shit. So the mind fuck arts. M C squared equals E. Shut up! It's actual E equals M C squared. Yeah, but this is M C Escher E E. No. So M C E equals nanobots. <laughs> They're gonna take over your no. soul. No. <laughs> oh yeah. But but yeah. So back on the the whole copyrights. Uh, yeah, the stereo pictures. Hey, look behind you. The one that does the stereo pictures. That's exactly who that is. Yep. Oh, yeah. Shut up. Oh, yeah? So what do you guys think of something like this? Like, a, a guy comes around just to, like, show loopholes in the copyright system, and now it's actually got, like, some magic players it's talking. It's <sighs> nothing new, really. I don't know. Um, I really hope it doesn't fucking... Pe- people have been playing the copyright loopholes and everything and anything yeah but this is like sanctioned it has they show the picture of it with the with a few of the cards and it has the registration number as well yeah but here's the thing though he doesn't own the cards like he has no no like legal rights to any of the cards he's using right so we'll watch he owns the copyrights for all those cards you can't copyright something that has copyrights on it so it talks about this because, like, the uh, not conglomeration, the mixture of the chosen cards is expressive and can be seen as uh, copyrightable. Uh, the implication, a quote from the article here, the implication is that this could spark a stampede to register copyright decks, which are painstakingly assembled from hours in tournament play, sometimes with big dollar cash outs. Uh, this is indeed a gnarly question about ethics mechanics. Uh, so yeah, here we go. This is where it was. So back in 2014, Jennifer Jenkins and James Boyley published an Open Intellectual Property Cash Book, a free superior replacement to the standard law textbook that sold for 200 bucks. And it has a link to that and stuff. But uh, there are two of the country's most esteemed copyright scholars, and they were talking about this. And uh, as a companion case to this, about a list of the most valuable sports cards are an excellent framework for understanding copyright merger doctrine the principle that works where expression and idea can't be separated are ineligible for copyright so expression and idea can be represented in magic because it's like i'm gonna have four lightning bolts and two unholy heats and stuff in this whole like deck Yep. Uh, people don't do it just don't do it it yeah it does kind of seem like it could be a very potentially slippery slope like what are you gonna do like if Aspiring Spike, uh, not not like saying he's going to do this, but as the example that we were talking about with the dress down build in the Grixis control deck that he was running, like if he copyrighted that and anybody posted a list of like that exact combination of cards or whatever 
leeway there is with that it's like it's almost the same um where it's like you got to have what, what differentiate the difference between the deck it's like these are the 75 cards aspiring spike has copyright for the grixis deck do you got to have five cards different do you got to have 25 cards difference like wh- wh- where's where's the line for something like that but if aspiring spike went and copyrighted that grixis deck and then come to a tournament it's like you actually can't be playing that because that's my ip that's my copyright of this deck configuration and stuff i don't th- i'm not saying that he's going to do that i'm not saying anybody's going to do that but that's like an example that can be can be I mean, derived I from this i wouldn't put it past some people no cord's no. going to hold up to it again each card it's individually copyrighted held up for this vintage era yeah well he's just a fucking dipshit I don't know if it's a dipshit. If he's gone around showing like loopholes in the court system, like oh, can we not like look at Ho- uh, Hovden here and just be like, this guy is like showing potential exploitative loopholes for shit in a card game that affects that, people. That's, it's like that's that's fine, whatever. But the amount of money that he's wasting to get people to pay him in well, court fees and lawyers but he's not going to do that exactly you know? that's the thing it's it's absolutely fucking pointless he, yeah sure he's showing a loophole yeah and that's what he does and that's fine but the fact that people trying to do it and getting money off it it's not going to work people aren't going to do it you're you're going to cost you're going to cost you more yourself more money just try to get some money off of someone else should we see what it costs to get a copyright <clears throat> oh they get the copyright not much i think the fee is like a few bucks. Is it really? Uh, how much does it cost to buy a copyright? Wow. Single author name, uh, claimant, one work, not for hire, 45 bucks. All other filing, 65. Paper filing, forms, P-A-S-R-T-X-V-A-S-E, 125. Registration of a claim in a group of unpublished works, 85. We got seal flippers in the chat saying, I think he bastardized the idea of creativity. He literally followed the rules of the game not very out of the box thinking. I think it would fall under categorizing and cataloging MTG cards. Right, but there, uh, the example that was given here. So I, I was talking like you can you can organize the whole library, but your efforts aren't uh, copyrightable for the efforts to organize the library in whatever way. But if you so, choose like a, a selection of books, like this is like the ten books out of this whole library, yep. that can be copyright copywritten. So I I saw an article about this. And one person was using a recipe book as an example. Okay. So the recipes are not copyrighted. It's the collection of recipes in that whatever order is copyrighted or something along those lines. So like the the, salt, the ingredients are not copyrighted. It's the way that they're put together, apparently. Okay. So like you can have, you can't copyright like I have... All, all these ingredients but it's like the combination of these ingredients to make Yo. this bread this way like i, I don't know i was thinking bread you know but it, like i that. think we're counter- contradicting ourselves but yeah i was about to say that's about the same with cards then if it's like you don't have a copyright on the cards but the combination of them to make but, the deck but, which is which what would be the so deck but here, here's the yeah. thing though the the amount of recipes on the world that are the exact same thing but yet, someone who has it in a recipe book is not wasting their time getting money off people who are using their recipe as their own. Well, right. It, it, it falls under, like, one so, thing I'm thinking about is, like, with the copyright strikes and stuff that you see, like, there's bots and stuff that are keeping out for, or keeping, like, fair use for publications yep. and stuff like that down. Like, are these bots, like, w- w- would people start having to make bots like that? Because 
you know, I don't know like where our information and stuff comes through, like talking about news, like we're in a, in a form of, uh, we're, we're technically second amendment. So this is so, this is, this is a bizarre thing. Second or Robert, we're not second amendment. Uh, I mean, I like the second amendment. Yeah. But, but <laughs> I mean, you, you know what I meant? Um, what is it? First. Yeah. First. first there we yeah. go. So it's, we're under that. So we can't really like, the only way we can get hurt is if we don't follow the guidelines of public radio or stuff like that. Right. And I mean, you know, we share all of our information, our sources and stuff. So it's yeah. like, what do it's, how do you do something like that with a deck? Like, where's your sources? Like going back to the aspiring spike example. Watsy. Like, that's your source is Watsy. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. It's a very interesting slippery it's, slope it's uh, a loophole that he showed that's there but shouldn't be there because it's yeah but now the question is like what's going to happen like if this loophole got is is brought to light i don't know like i'm very i'm a very cynical person when it comes to like people doing things like if someone was shown this loophole they're like now we can exploit this like there's going to be unsavory people that would definitely exploit this like hovedin could de- it seems like the guy that's not going to be exploiting it but he's like bringing it to light but there's going to be people that are going to be trying to go through this loophole mm-hmm. and thing uh, sorry for being very cynical about the world. That's my personal outtake. So shit, with so. with this, I think the the copyright people are just like fuck it and cancel all of them. If there's if for some reason there's a huge influx of people like hey I'm copywriting them my deck list. Yeah, we got uh, hey look behind you right here, kind of like going in in that direction here saying in the chat copywriting decks would kill the game also there's no way to do it logistically there are so many similar decks in the standard meta and that goes back to like what like what's the level of what you'd have to do would it be five cards different from it's, a deck nope, list it's one card 25 it's cards one different? card so as soon as like so if aspiring spike had you know three dress downs i have the exact same deck and i go to two dress downs and just toss so, in something so, else so let's let's just go like this so if you're in the mechanical field, it's so like tractors, whatever, or or you have some sort of accessory for something, you can have a trademark on a accessory, and someone else makes that same accessory but moves a bolt a half inch, they don't break your copyright. That seems so bizarre. Like, yeah, the whole copyright. Well, let's take a quick look at what the official definition is of copyright. To maybe like maybe they have a. I don't know. Copyright seems one of those things where it's a case by case basis kind of a thing, right? Or am I thinking wrong when it comes to that? So according to what is this? The Oxford Dictionary. Yep. The exclusive legal rights given to an originator or the assignee to print, publish, perform, film, or record literary, artistic, or musical material, and to authorize others to do the same uh, as a noun. Uh, adjective protected by copyright verb secure copyrights for material i don't know legal right given to the originators to perform to print publish perform well i guess it would be publishing a deck right yeah publishing a deck like creating a deck would be publishing it like if you write up a list that's like publishing it that'd be the closest thing i'd have that, that you'd have hey look behind you in the chat gives a point of if you could copyright mtg decks could you copyright constructed decks in other games could you copyright your spider-man deck in legendary uh legendary is a deck building marvel game could you copyright build your builds in minecraft imo deck building is a part of the game and can't be copyright 
Yeah, I mean, that is definitely a point. Like, that's a function of the game. Well, I mean, clearly you can copyright the deck. Ho- Hovden copyright wrote the deck. Like, there's a picture. Like, here, we'll uh, pop it up here for y'all to see. Right there. The whole documents and some of the cards. So the title of the work is Angels and Demons. Completion, publication, year of completion is 2021. Author is Robert Hovden. Author created compilation. Citizen of United States. Demissled in United States. Copyright claimant Robert Hovden. And then the registration number is TXU2262762. Effective May 30th, 2021. Registration decision date, June 22nd, 2021. So yeah, to literally get away from his copyright, all you have to do is switch one card. Is it from your well, no, it's, from your research? It's, well, this thing is he's copywriting that deck list. So if right, you have but, any variation from that deck list, it's not breaking his copyright. But you got to think, like, one thing I think doesn't, about is... Doesn't well, matter. Ma- or like, music. You got a copyright on a, on a s- certain, like instrumental melody and stuff yep. like uh, some of the big ones that i think have recently happened there's the whole uh, the, uh, a while ago there's a katie perry one with a religious song for well there's also the vanilla ice yeah, vanilla, vanilla, vanilla ice, ice is that's the one that everybody no one knows yeah and stuff like that where it's like the beat is the same and it's like how different does it have to be before for for like this one card one card yeah, because it's not the same deck list. He's copywriting a deck list. So hey. if it's one card variation, it is no longer his deck list. But then when the, the same be true for music riffs, all you need to do is change one note. <clears throat> yeah, Actually, just going... change octave. Well, no, that's the thing. Like with... Um... Or that was the <clears throat> no lies. He changed octave. And, and, and with that Katy Perry one, they yeah. changed. Uh, it was it was it was an octave change. Like the original, the people that were suing Katy Perry was uh, a religious band or whatever. And then her, uh, whatever the Egyptian song, like that riff in there, mm-hmm. that lick that happened was like dead on, just like <clears throat> different notes, like yep. in the same in the same configuration of eighths and sixteenth notes, and just like a couple notes higher. And shit like that, and I guess the same with the Vanilla Ice. It's not in the same octave as what uh, the, the 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 original Queen song was. So it's like, what makes that? I guess this is it's, the point of the podcast where we say we are not copyright lawyers. No, we are just three schmucks with microphones that are coming up with this. Like I said, it with this, it's a completely different note. Like not just octave, it's a completely different note if you change the card from his deck list. So therefore, it is not his deck list. He can't. Right. Well, you, you you got the same cards, me, except I don't have the same cards as you. Our decks are very similar, yes, but I don't have the same deck cards as you do. Yeah, but then when you go to something like this, Vanilla Ice, and then Queen example, like Queen would be like, "Yo, you're sampling our beats, and you're not even giving us credit for it." Or like with this whole, did I was telling JB about this? There's a cosplayer who didn't get accredited for doing cosplay with your wizards and stuff Mm -hmm. and you know no tags or anything like that but it was like her work that she put in there she did not get any form of compensation for that shit at all Mm. like she made the she made the cosplay there's pictures that were used and promoted for this wizards event yep and stuff maybe we'll cover that next week yeah as more information this week in copyright (laughs) right this week in corporate law oh man hit us up if you want to hear that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if we should be serious about this this one seems fun i like i like listening to like court rulings and stuff it's stupid 
I don't know why. I, I, I'm not like, but I'm a fan of it when it comes to this like legal proceedings and how things fall together yeah. or break apart it's... and like how the how the laws are structured and shit like that. Let's go through some of these chats here. We got Seal Flipper saying, how is it creative? MTG told you how many cards to put in and how many of each. There are literal rules. True. Also, in the same rules, it's a minimum requirement. It doesn't say that you got to have 60 cards. Like maybe you could do the, the Battle of Wits deck where it is 200 cards or the Yorion style deck where it's 80 cards and stuff. But those are there. It does give you constraints. But I mean, the same, like, those are constraint decks. I'm trying to think of like publications. You're not restricted by anything when it comes to writing a book. It's just whatever your imagination comes to. Yep. Same with music. Um, what are some other examples of copyright again? Uh, film. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on where you want to get it published because there's always like there's no restriction on film either. No, I mean, for getting it out to get viewed and stuff. And that's, that's how and that's how copyright will be getting seen is by getting viewed, right? So it's like you no, can't No. You can have copyrights and you never show your product. Really? Yeah. There's, do... there's there's engineers and manufacturer oh, people that okay, have yep. have papers and drawings of stuff they've had copyright for years and never make it. Corporate espionage. They have it copyrighted so if someone ever ever does the same thing they just did. They're protected and they make money off of it. Someone else does. Well, I I I, va- I think I'm vaguely remembering something about like John Deere and a certain like uh, PTO shaft or whatever that they had. So speak speaking of that. So case, they have a quad track. Was it was a case that did you just, tell me about just, this then? So is case has a quad track, the 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 big tractor with four tracks basically. They had a twenty year. Uh, copyright on that that is now why you see john deere's with quadrack is because Qu- case had them locked out of that system for 20 years right so that way case can like get their yeah appropriate so, amount so of they money so for they the, have the every, every no it's not even that it's so if you want a tracks you have to go to case that's why cat went to the two track system yeah john deere never all well, john deere did the same thing but they were also owned by cat is it is it cat owns John Deere or John Deere owns cat? That I I can't no remember. Yeah, yeah, I can't but either way, they're they're sister companies. That's why they had the the single tracks, the weird looking tractors. But yeah, that's that's one of the things. Like you, you make that contract or that copyright. Doesn't matter if you use it or not, or use your product. It's the fact that no one else can use that product and make money off of it. Yeah, for your lifetime and seventy years, <laughs> right? Or was well, that? manufacturing has it might be a little different. Different, okay. Like you have to like renew your con- your copyright on that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's it's different for every field, but it's just weird. Well, it's just like also mat tracks. You've heard of those? Mat tracks? Yeah, mat tracks. Mm-hmm. The tracks for your vehicle. Yeah. Oh, where you like drive your wheel? Like you can keep your wheels on, drive up. No, you replace you just, your wheels. You just with replace a them track with those system. tracks. Okay. Yep. So this this product was made by an eight year old. Dope. Eight year old drew it on a drawing. His dad put it in for copyright. Now that he's like they're millionaires, up oh. in Carlstead, Minnesota. What Minnesota? A town of like thousand people. Represents an eight year old drew this. I was drawing those at eight too. Like, oh hey, I'm drawing this truck. I'm put tracks on it. It looked exactly like these mad tracks. Every little kid's done it. 
but no one's copyrighted it until mm-hmm. yeah but nobody's this gonna, kid did nobody's gonna be like trying to copyright strike a kid that does this right like oh his dad his dad put the copyright in right they put the copyright in but for other kids you know like they're not gonna but be it's, going out it's and be like little those... young danny well no catch you doing but here's it. the thing though Whack. i'm not copyright. making money off of it it's not like hey i'm making a product out of this it's, does does it's, copyright come down to like if you monetize it's on when this, you right? try to monetize it then okay. the copyright comes in. So in an instance then with magic, if we're if we're looking at the, the monetization of it, you're going into a tournament, let's say, again with the aspiring spikes. Aspiring spike, if you're listening, I'm sorry that I'm using you as an example. But if you're listening to us, hit me up. That'd be cool. Um <laughs> <laughs> Matt wants to talk to you. I'd be down. Hit us up. But if Aspiring Spike went into tournaments with this deck list and had a copyright, but he didn't win. And or no, like, and then like a bunch of other people like came with that list as well, but none of them won the prize. Like they they didn't have any money and stuff. Like they put money in to go to this tournament. They didn't get into the top eight to get part of the prize split or anything. I where well, where, 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 do you, where that's, did that fall in? That's where the loopholes come in. I have no idea. It's once you're making mass production of a item that's been copyrighted, no one else can infringe on that copyright. I think maybe we do got to do a this week in corporate law. Something like that. That'd be oh, fun. Fuck. Just do right. some research and just, be like, just well, North Dakota's no, it's U and D law. NDC doesn't have law, does it? NDSU has to have uh, law. I can't remember uh, if NDSU has law. I know U and D does. They got, they're big enough. They're bigger than U and D. They got to have a law program. That doesn't yeah, mean that, that doesn't, doesn't mean, mean shit. shit. Really? Right. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. NDSU is known for like their engineering field and agriculture. Agriculture. U and D. U and D is medic medicine and law. No, I am, and aerospace. So they're they're kind of specialized, and or they lean towards one thing. But yeah, okay. no, I think UND has lied, and you say I don't think has law. Okay, well maybe but we yeah. gotta hit up a law, a law, a, a, a copyright law lawyer. Be like, hey, that's a lot of money. No, no, we just be like, want to come and talk about a podcast? We'll get you beer. <laughs> <laughs> beer sells a lot we'll of people. Send you beer. Or no, we just get. I mean, or they come here. Either or. I'm pretty sure there's. There has to be lawyers in the town. I'm of pretty Fargo sure. I'm pretty sure. Well, copyright. Mm-hmm. They do, but they're gonna ask for a lot of money. Right? It's just they're talking ask about for a thousand dollar bottle of cognac. Doesn't yeah, matter like if they're. That's how they get having... their money. You want to talk? Not... Okay, that's me. A hundred dollars an hour. Yeah. Nope. There. There. Have Fuck, you ever hundred dollars an hour? Have, that's cheap for have, a lawyer. Have you? Oh, I, yeah, I, mean, I know that, but yeah, for us, that's pretty expensive. Lawyers. I've never experienced any lawyer issues, so I'm. <clears throat> I gotta defer all lawyer talk my, my, to my to my lawyer was a little bit more expensive, but I'd love a hundred dollar an hour lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 lawyer is from a small town. That does seem beneficial. Then it was, but no. Uh, yeah, lawyers are fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. Listen up, kids. Don't fuck up so you don't need a lawyer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rap your tools. <laughs> oh, God. Don't be silly. Wrap your willy. Three times with duct tape. <laughs> and then hack sure it off. nothing comes out. Or, or you know, just be uh, the straightforward shooter. Just get a strap on. Never have to worry about that then. We don't need to know about your bedtime activities. Doesn't everybody have like a... No, Matt. A chest. Shut up. Shut up, man. A chastity. Shut up, man. No. Have you ever had a Don't co- make me mute you. It's a clock lock. <laughs> no, don't touch these again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I got myself. <laughs> I was like, I got myself. Wait, no, I thought you were in middle. Motherfucker. I'm being censored again. <laughs>
thing. You were gone for a week. I was being censored, and I didn't even do anything. <laughs> it's terrible. Let's cover some of this chat here from Hey Look Behind You. They oh, are saying, good point. What makes something creative enough to copyright? If this goes through, I'm going to try to copyright all kinds of simple combinations and make money off of it. I like thinking about implications of this. Does just playing the deck with friends count as fair use? Uh, I've been interested in this episode. I'd be interested in an episode on this as long as you consider all the angles. Dope. Yeah, there we go. This week in corp or this week in uh, copyright law. The OG Fantastic Four movie was made to protect their copyright and they didn't let anyone see it. The OG Fantastic Four movie? That came out though, right? Or was there... I guess I don't know the full. I do remember that. The, the you remember the one with um, what's his name? Uh, Jessica Alba and Chris Evans. Yippee Yippee Kaye, motherfucker guy. That one. That one person. Yeah, that one person. Yippee Kaye from uh, that one. Die Die Again, not Die Again, Die Hard. Not Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? Trying to remember fucking names. Call Yippee Kaye, motherfucker, not Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. What? But that's what? Bruce. It's Bruce. Yippee, uh, uh, Die Hard. Oh yeah, Bruce that, Willis he does says Yippee Kaye, motherfucker, when he's in the vent. First off, Die Hard. Christmas movie? Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. It's a Bruce. I was in the ballpark. Fuck off. One sings, one acts. They're both in the entertainment industry. They both act. Anyway. <sighs> it would be weird for people to copyright their decks and enforce it since Wizards of the Coast seemingly is relaxed on enforcement of it when it comes to casual play. That's true. I do know when it comes to like a lot of the fair use with content creators talking about Wizards property, they do have the ability to like shut people down for, you know, uh, on, on YouTube videos. If they're like, this is the deck that you want to be playing and they're posting up all the cards on the video and stuff to show what you want. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Wizards has is 100% in their right to like straight up shut that down. Yeah, because that's, that's the that's thing. That's their IP and you're on YouTube monetizing talking about using these cards in a combination for for a certain deck, but not like the deck combination itself it's just you're using the card images and the like likelessness like liking likingness there was also another thing with copyright that came i think it was at the beginning of the pandemic there was a couple D writers that um had their ideas put into D- wizards D, but they didn't get accredited it for something I, v- I vaguely remember this this popped up um on one of on one of the the wizard searches that i do every every week like trying to keep up on news and stuff there's a computer in front of you i know but we're already like so divergent off on this are we though yeah we are we're are you sure we're at an hour 44 minutes well let's talk about some other stuff here yeah finally (laughs) i think we'll just talk to the actual topics i think we'll just cover the the case of morrow's state of design We'll mention that the article's out. Go read it. We'll talk about it a little more next week so we can save on some time. Because <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that... Uh, this is Mark Rosewater's yearly article where he talks about like the whole state of magic design, pros and cons of each set, what they liked, what they didn't like, take in people's reflections and stuff. So we'll cover that because that's a very interesting read because they go over you know Throne of Eldraine and stuff like that and that cover set. Zendikar. Right? <laughs> Well, it's not. They don't go over the Throne of Eldraine. Like they mentioned, Throne of Eldraine and passing of being a powerful set because it goes from Zendikar Rising to uh, right now with uh, AFR. 
talks about all the other supplemental sets in there, including the Modern Horizons 2 and there's another supplemental set that I'm just blanking on. But yes, we'll talk about that next week. But if you want to read Commander Legends. Commander Legends. There we go. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you, Danny. So yeah, if you guys want to read read on that, we can uh, all discuss it together next week. But let's jump over to the finance section and talk about some magic card prices. Hopefully here, there's no copyright issues. No, because these all have been copyrighted. So as always, the finance section, we use the amazing site mtgstocks.com. They have a weekly article that gets posted every Friday called their weekly winners. And if the author talks about three to five cars that are trending up in price that they want us to know about, and then in the end segment, they talk about their cheap pickups. Uh, We record on Monday. Prices may change. We'll go over the prices that change between Friday and Monday. Starting off, the talk of this whole episode, Dress Down, which, hold on, I just want to say, it's kind of a weird card name when you think about it, Dress Down, right? And the guy's like just getting his armor stripped off him. I don't know. It just seems, it doesn't seem like a a magic themed kind of card, like de-armored. That's not a word. It's blue and it does blue stupid shit. All right, so Dress Down came out in Modern Horizons 2. It's blue one enchantment with flash. When it ETBs, you draw a card, and then creatures lose all abilities. At the beginning of the end step, sacrifice Dress Down. This last week, I talked about, I'm like, watch, this one's going to be on the next weekly winners. And boom, called it. It can't be stripped because that's the red thing. Yeah, fair, fair. So this has been very popular right now in Modern, as brought to light through Aspiring Spike. And it just, like, shuts down opponent's creatures. Oh, snap. Didn't even think of this. Urza Saga Constructs just wipes those out. Makes them lose their ability to have power and toughness equal to the number of artifacts. Just turns it to a 0-0. Zero, zero. Nice. So they got a, a Grixis list in the list here for that. But, yeah, Dress Down is moving up in price. Jumped up 358%, chilling at $4.81. Right now, this is the only printing. But it has an uh, it has their art series as well. Where the the sketched art version, the sketch art version is five bucks. There's a pre-release, no price on the pre-release card, but foils of Dress Down are going for $32. And the average price is actually above the market price. So that card is still going to be going up. That is still going to be going up. What's the price on the extra now? Foils of the, of the showcase, the sketch art is 25. Average price, five market price, $4. So I guess someone just high priced it multiple times. Maybe, but this is a card that people are starting to use as we were, as you saw in the, um, uh, at the boggle desk there. Next, Wasn't paying attention. <laughs> next we have Grenzo Havoc Razor. This is from Conspiracy. It's jumped up 62% now chilling at $34. It's red, red for a legendary goblin rogue two, two. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, choose one go target creature that player controls or exile the top card of your, of that player's library until end of turn. You may cast that card, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast it. So yeah, it jumped up 62%, 34 bucks. But right now, average price is 35 market price is 29 Foil price on a Grenzo is $51. This is the only printing of it. And the primary reason why this is moving up in price is because of Prosper the Tomebound, and also been showing up nicely and some Kazakar, the Eye Tyrant from <laughs> the other uh, Rakdos commander from the AFR commander decks. 
Next in the weekly winners, we have Flamekin Harbinger. This is the Elemental All-Star that's only had two printings from Lorwyn and from the... Oh, it had a mystery booster, but Planes Chase. There we go. Planes Chase is the word I was looking for. Flamekin Harbinger is a single red for a 1-1 Elemental Shaman. When it ETBs, you may search your library for an Elemental card, reveal it, shuffle it, and put it... Shuffle your library and put that card on top. So this one was going to get mentioned last week, apparently, but they wanted to talk about a couple more cards. But now it seems like a good time to talk about it. With Elementals and Modern showing up good results, like two weeks ago, there was three copies that made it into top eight. And then a couple of the other challenges that happened this weekend, there's like a copy in top eight, and there's like several copies in the top 16 and stuff. So Elementals is a strong deck here to stay. This card has jumped up 50%. You can get the Lorwyn version for 15 bucks. Market price is right now $13.29. A foil, Flamekin Harbinger from Lorwyn, is $41. And then the Plains Chase version, you can get it for $17. There's no foil on that. Market price is 6 So that one's just a little slow to catch up to the original printing. Next in the weekly winners, we have Relentless Dead. This card, originally printed in Shadows Over Innistrad, is black-black for a 2-2 zombie creature with menace. When it dies, you may pay black if you do return it to its owner's hand. And then when Relentless Dead dies, you may pay X if you do return another target zombie creature card with converted mana cost X from your graveyard to the battlefield. This one's moving up in price because of the potential for zombies coming out in the Midnight Hunt set in the at the end of September. Nope, not happening. Relentless Dead jumped up 40% because of this and is now chilling at 15 bucks. Market price is 12, but today average price is 16. Foil copies go for around $26.25. The pre-release version, which is the stamped version, is a foil only. Foil uh, the prices are 40 bucks or 22. So yeah, zombies coming out. And right now I'd probably say zombie specs are are a good choice as well it's really hard to tell what what they're going to be doing with werewolves in the midnight hunt set but you know there's going to be werewolves elves are there elves in i have no idea in i can't remember well yeah sure there's definitely going to be there's definitely going to be zombies it's going to be werewolves angels probably going to be angels oh yeah Soren. there's a picture of soren from the uh whatchamacallit it uh crimson vow crimson vow set he looks very dapper but jb want to give us those cheap pickups Maybe. If he doesn't fall asleep. Right. If you don't fucking so, fall asleep. So just just to piggyback <laughs> off of sorry about this, Jamie. <sighs> but uh the tribes of Innistrad are human spirits, zombies, spirits. vampires, werewolves. That's it. Okay. Oh yeah. Humans for sure. You can spec on some human cards then too. I don't got any like human specs right now, probably. That would be good. Well, isn't Sauron human? No, he's, he's not a vampire. Oh, he's, not, he's just not a vampire. Oh, I see he's just not a there. vampire. He's not human. He's just not a vampire. Yeah, Soren's not a vampire. So is he a zombie? Could be. If he's not a vampire, he's just not a vampire. That's all we know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's just he's just not a vampire. Are you sure? Anyway, cheap pickups. Yeah, they are. Yes. So first, first one we have the Modern Horizons two print of Imperial Recruiter. Sitting at ten dollars and nineteen cents, and it has stabilized. Speaking of humans, human decks love this Imperial Recruiter right now. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
from Strixhaven. It is $6.79 and still trending down. I like this card. Okay, so uh, last but not least, we have... Oh, this must be from... Yeah, it's from the Commanders. Yep. Uh, Phantasmal Image from the Adventures in the Forgotten Realms Commander deck. It is $6.21, and it is stable. Those are half off uh, the other printing's prices. The Magic 12... M12 printing is 14.36 and the Modern Masters 2017 is 14 bucks. So, if you want to get your copies of Phantasmal Images, pick up the Commander Adventure in the Forgotten Realms once. It's a good deal. And talking about good deals, I saw that uh, Star City Games is having a 20% off their standard rotation sale. So for Throne of Eldraine, Theros Beyond Death, Ikoria, and M21. All those cards are 20% off, and you get 10% off on Zendikar Rising, Keldheim, Strixhaven, and AFR. This sale goes until Monday, August 23rd at 10.59 a.m. Eastern. So you want to be picking up some Wandering Archaics for a little for 10% cheaper? You can go hit them up there. You want to get your Bone Crusher, Gi- Bone Crusher Giants for 20% off? Go there. Your Ghidorahs. Your Godzilla-style cards, you get 20% off on those. Doesn't actually seem that too bad of a deal, because it's, it's on all of them. It's what it looks like. Yeah, or whatever they have in stock. Oh, yeah, whatever they have in stock. I mean, yeah, it's whatever they have. But still, figure that would have been be a good one to let you guys know. Links for that one in the description down below. So what's next, bros? So for this week's Deck of the Week, we have a deck called White Andy that was compiled by Danger McFace, or Danger MC Face, one of those two. It's this McFace. McFace. This seems to be a Pioneer Angel deck. So you should have had JP read this one. He's going to fall asleep on us. Pretty much. That's why I said we can read it. <laughs> no. Hold on. Let's do this. JB, you ready? Nope. I'm going to slap you. No. Nope. going to do it. No, nope, but I need it. an IV. Oh, like you fucking slapped me with the damn tape measure last night, you <laughs> fuck. Yeah, I was going to say, don't make me get the tape Here. measure. Hold on to this. Make sure you hold on real tight. Whoosh. So th- fuck your kidney. <laughs> oh, fuck your nutsack. Twice. For, first dick. first of all, I understand the first one, but why the second time? And the third time. Oh, are you dumb or something or what? No, he was <laughs> trying to unravel it. So he's like, oh, you got to pull tight on it. It wasn't intentional, I promise you. You bullshit. It wasn't Maybe not the first two, but the third one definitely was. No, the third right? One so... What happened? So, anyways, is let's go back brought, to the deck list. I brought my tape measure inside. <laughs> because you did. It, because it had it had a pencil sharpener, and it was and, all jacked up. And JB's kid needed to sharpen her pencil, and JB didn't have a pencil sharpener in their house. And I'm like, I got one in my car. Went downstairs. It's it's an old one. <laughs> it was kind of definitely living its second life. <laughs> all jacked up. Yeah. So then. She used the pencil sharpener, but then I was playing around with the tape measure itself, and then it wouldn't retract fully, and then I unscrewed it. He overextended it. I unscrewed the case and just started taking it apart. I'm like, I could probably fix this. And then the metal coil inside just... (laughs) It's not worth it once you have to take it apart. So, (laughs) took it apart. It was bad. And we got the, the, the metal piece that winds it all up and stuff. And I'm like, JB, help me stretch this out so that way we could try and re roll it again. And so, I had it, and... I had my pliers on it to help, like, get a grip on it and start turning. No, that was the second time. The second time was the pliers. The first, the first time, time was just, still your hand, and that's yeah. when it smoked me in the kidney. Yep. And I just, like, it just slipped out of my hand as I was starting to turn it. And it was the second time where I'm like, I'll use the pliers 
to help grip it then. Mm-hmm. And then the pliers slip. And he had the angle of the dangle just right. Because he smoked sh- me in the testicle. Because <laughs> he's shorter than me, so it's like an incline. Wham! Right, right down. And he was like, I don't know, what, 10 feet away from me? Yeah, like it, was, had, it was, it was fully, a ways. We had it almost fully stretched out. It hurt. And then, yep. Really bad. <laughs> he went down, I laughed. And then the second time, I'm like, okay, we got And then he does got, it again. And then, yeah, and then I'm like, so the third time, I'm like, okay, for sure we got this. I had a better grip on it, but then I got distracted by his other kid, and whoosh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no. I laughed so hard. Bot. I laughed Fucking so hard in that one. It was hilarious. He did it on purpose. So anyways, let's get back to this deck list. Yeah, read the deck list, Matt. Otherwise, I will make the executive decision and change our name to This Week Inside Dungeons. Oh, I see that in the chat. <laughs> I, think we'd be, I think we'd be good. I think no, let's get us. back on the deck list. Okay. So this week's deck list seems to be an angel life gain deck list for Pioneer. In the main deck, there are three Archangel of Thune, four Bishop of Wings, one of JB's favorites, white, white, one, four. When an angel ETPs, you gain four. And then when an angel you control dies, you get a 1-1 spirit with flying. There are four Elite Spellbinder, two Heliot Suncrown, one Legion Angel, one Lyra Dawnbringer, four Righteous Valkyrie, four Speaker of the Heavens, four Youthful Valkyries. And then in your artifacts, there are one Glass Casket, three portable holes, and four Book of the Exalted Deeds, and then a single Enchantment of Banishing Light. There are 17, 17 snow-covered plains, two faceless havens, a single castle Ardenvale, and four Muta Vaults. So the primary goal of this deck is just to be like creature beating and stuff here. You're dropping you're dropping your your one drops, your two drops. Bishop of Wings is definitely going to be pushing this deck to its final end goal along with Speaker of the Heavens. And Youthful Valkyrie is just going to keep getting bigger for whenever angels enter. And with Speaker of the Heavens making angels and Bishop of Wings also making angels, it just seems very easy to get that done. With life gain going on, Heliod the Sun Crowned is going to be pumping up those angels even quicker. And all these angels are flying, so they're going to be getting in a lot more damage than what you think. The removal suite being Glass Casket Portable Hole as ways to just kind of keep the airs open up so that way you know your angels are going to be connecting. But... There's four of Book of the Exalted Deed as another way to be making angels because this is the white, white, white legendary artifact. Beginning of your end step, if you gain three or more life this turn, create a 3-3 white angel creature token with flying. And then it has an activated ability of white, white, white tap exile Book of Exalted Deeds. Put an enlightened counter on target angel. It gains. You can't lose the game and your opponents can't win the game. Activate only as a sorcery. So as we talked about like a couple weeks ago, there's a combo with this with Faceless Haven, but since this is in Pioneer, you also have Mutavolt as the land that you can use to target because both Faceless Haven and Mutavolt are all creature types. And Mutavolt's a little... Yeah, Mutavolt's a little easier to get to. Yeah, you can you just tap it for itself to activate it as a creature, and then you just need three white mana and stuff. With Faceless Haven, you needed three snow lands to make it into a creature. Yeah. So Mutavolt just kind of like saves you a crap ton of uh, mana. And that's why there's four Mutavolts, and two Faceless Havens. Faceless Havens are still good because it's a bigger beater. It's a 4-3 instead of a 2-2 when you activate it. And then putting counters on that's good, but then Lyra Dawnbringer would make Faceless Haven and Mutavolt one point bigger, giving them lifelink. Well, it with Faceless Haven, just gets it out of the, I guess, I was going to say Bolt range, but there is no Bolt in Pioneer. Yeah, you got Lightning Strike. But, you got but you, Shock. You, you have, well, yeah, well, Lightning Strike... 
yeah, that would be the only way of the, th- the three, four. And then you got, um, is it Skewer the Critics? Yeah, Skewer, skewer the, the Critics. critics with that's a sorcery. And you also have Unholy Heat. Yep, Unholy Heat. That's, that, no, that'll, Unholy. That'll, that'll take out some... That's not in Pioneer. I thought it was. No, it's going to be in Historic. Oh, I thought that was printed in a standard set. No. Nope. It was just printed in Modern Horizons. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm you are so tired. I'm so tired. It's okay. Also, also fuck Pioneer. <laughs> it's okay. You'll be able to go home Pioneer, in your sharp edge. Pioneer's tone. a dead poor man anyway. Is it though? It is. I think it's gonna have a resurgence here. It's That's going why to. I'm excited for it it's, it's because, like, you smart. see this, you see this angel deck. This is not something that you could do in historic. This is not something that you can do in modern. And yeah, and also the, it's mono white. Yeah, it's it's super cheap. This deck in paper costs 283 bucks, and a lot of the price could be shaved down. It has. Like I kind of want to make this deck the promo elite spellbinder, so that'll shave a little money off. The most expensive card in here is. Iliad. No, no, it's Archangel of Thune. Yep. Oh, yeah, the three of Thune, Archangel of yeah. Thune. It's a powerful card, but you can definitely like swap that out for something else. Like, uh, ooh, Flip Avacyn, maybe. Five mana as kind of like a, a Wrath, because it deals damage to non-angels. And all these are angels. No, it deals damage to each creature. It's triggered when a non-angel dies. Oh, when a non-angel dies. That's how that works. Yeah. Okay. But that still seems pretty good because your non-angels that you have in here are Bishop of Wings and you have Speaker of the Heavens. So that's going to flip it pretty quickly. And that'll it'll keep the curve the same and that Avacyn is actually pretty cheap then. Yeah, it's like five bucks. Archangel Avacyn is, yep, 518. Unless you want to get the promo with a stamp, that's 22 bucks. And I'm trying to think, like, what other, like, yeah, changing Archangel Avacyn will save you, or Archangel of Thune will save you a lot of money on this. It'll be 15 bucks compared to 56 so $40 off, 240 And you could probably drop that 20 bucks down to get uh, closer to just $200. Yeah, Mutavolt would be the next most expensive thing. The playset of that is $42, but you kind of you kind of want Mutavolts. But, I mean, in the end, maybe you could just, except Faceless Haven as the Mutavolts variant of it. And I don't know much about like angel decks and stuff. JB, I'll defer that to you. What what are some potential upgrades, changes, or weaknesses that you think this deck got going for it? Take out the Heliod. Take out the Heliod? Why? Is it just more of like a... a... Just take out the Heliod and use it for some... Just throw in more angels or something else. I don't know. It just... It doesn't necessarily fit with the motif. It's more of a just a fucking, I don't know, swing your dick around, win more card. Well, yeah. That could be that's... used for other things. Yeah, what if you change one Heliod to what, what the if, second? What if that's the flex spot for the sideboard? Yeah, but you could have better stuff mainboard. Like what? Like anything. They're not running Resplendence. Yeah, Resplendence is super powerful. It's a three drop. It replaces the curve, so it's not like affecting your curve. Is that Pioneer Legal? Yes. Find it? Yep. M19, baby. I suppose. Mm-hmm. And that is a house of a card. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Maybe you, because it's $25, or was it? Resplendent Angels, 25 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Dude, it's expensive. Yeah, shit. Holy shit. There's a reason why I traded my three yeah. in. Yeah. I'm just glad that. I got all my angels at like seven, eight bucks a piece when they rotated out of standard. Good fucking deal. Yeah, market right now is $23. Foil is 41 Resplendent Angel. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, change out the Heliods for Resplendent. 
uh, take off two Archangel of Thunes for the other two Resplendents. But that's 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 a hundred bucks for those things. Yep. I know, but still, that's pretty rough. I mean, even just having like two, two is not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two two Resplendents, and then you can have. With whatever slots, maybe you can go up on a banishing light, go up on one more glass casket to have a a good chunk of creature removal, or just like any other kind of removal. You know, you can try to think of like what are some other pieces in Pioneer. I'm so off Pioneer, but I'm looking looking to get back in the meta and shit. So right. be more attuned to that in the future. But I think that's uh, deck of the week. Um, thank you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Thank you guys for making it to the end of episode 101. I have a nice little read here. You want you want to give it? No, a I don't. It's copyrighted. That was that was, was, was kind of like me saying, "Hey, Matt, you should close off this episode." Oh, okay, okay. Thank you to all you legendary magic folk for making it to the end of episode 101 of this week in MTG. Make sure to follow us on all places where better podcasts can be found, like Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Uh, follow us on YouTube and Twitch. We record the episode live every monday night around 7 p.m and make 7 30 get it right 7 30 yeah between 7 7 30 mm-hmm. you can follow subscribe so that way you get notifications when those when we go live and stuff just waking them up oh okay okay <laughs> you're having like a seizure or some shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm waiting for Matt to get done. <laughs> I would be, but you guys Hurry are talking. Up! You guys are talking. <laughs> God damn it. Why don't you have this fucking recorded? <laughs> right. For moments like this. God damn it. You can find us on a lot of different places around the internet. We got all of those places in one tidy little link. We have a Linktree account. So L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash This Week in MTG. It'll have links to our Facebook, Twitter, Discord, Patreon, Moxfield, Reddit, give you the jdubs address as well and we'd love to give a final thank you to our lovely patrons who decide to give us money who think our content is worth it and thank you jdubs sports cards and gaming for being our sponsor now that's a lot of hands if you guys and do you guys shout out to say and oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah remember the kool-aid man is <sighs> marvel canon <laughs> oh yeah <sighs> we'll catch you guys next week see oh, ya yeah. Make it rain, Gringotts, bitch. Woo!